When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. The driver's seat. It's Redemption Day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. The Super Loop Adelaide 500 is not too far away to kick off season 2020 and season four of the Driver's Seat is officially underway. My name is Nimsizor, and I'm joined, as always, by the heavyweights of motorsport radio. That Why is, of course... Why do you laugh wow. when you say that? Why do you start laughing <laughs> when you say that, Nims? Shots fired this early. We are... Welcome back, everybody. By the way, I'm Steve Johnson. And oh, I'm, yes. I'm, you wouldn't know me. I'm Matt McKeldin. You wouldn't know me because for the fourth year in a row, I didn't make the opener. How's <laughs> your fault? Stevie J here, taking a big old walk down memory lane about how he once won a race or did something. Me? Nothing. Nimsy, can we find... Oh, nothing. McKeldin's in the fence. Can we just put something like that in somewhere, please? Can I tell I'm very glad that we got Mark Scaife almost fitting. He, yes. he almost has... They're all, they're all in the fence. fence. Well, it is a, it's a fresh new year, but... Uh, welcome back to the driver's oh, seat. We do, we do it all across Australia. Thanks to our mates at Kubota. Together, we're building Australia, but we've got to get into our headlines. And you can rev up your smartphone too with the driver's seat app. It's available now in the app store. But uh, boys, would you say it's been a eventful off-season? It's been busy. It has. It has been busy, hasn't it? I mean, there's good news, poor news, people pulling the pin late in the piece. There's um, new looks, there's new liveries. I've, a lot of them have been released this week and they look fantastic. Except for Chaz Mostert's car, uh, <laughs> personal opinion only. Um, uh, but it has been a huge. It's going to be a huge. It has been a huge off season in Adelaide. In a week and a half, it's going to be big. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Big, big, I mean, big. I, and to, to be fair, I think there's a lot of a lot of teams that are looking forward to actually getting to Adelaide because mm. they've been working night and day. And, and not only those sort of teams, Super Two teams. You know, even us building this new TCM car, we've been burning the midnight oil just to try to get. Yep. Our car's ready, and it's just it's everybody, and everyone's almost worn out before the start of the season. Yeah, yeah. So getting to Adelaide is actually going to be a relief to a lot of people. The biggest news that happened in the off-season, and that is, of course, Holden discontinuing the Commodore because, uh, obviously, Red Bull Holden Racing Team and the Holden teams will continue to race the uh, Commodore Supercar until 2021. But what does this mean as a whole? See ya, mate. <laughs> See ya, mate. Oh, mate, it's... Um... It's never good when you see a manufacturer pull an icon um, from their road-going version or the race version. It's never good. It's But Holden, let's be honest, boys, Holden is up the creek. 
You know, they're not selling Commodores, so they're discontinuing the moniker. They're doing the they sell a few Colorados and Arcadias or any of that sort of stuff. But but they're not. If you look at the car sales data, they're nowhere. Mm. So it doesn't surprise me. What I will predict is, and it's it's not a big prediction, but the Camaro at some points more than likely going to come in in Gen three or the Corvette as their hero cars as 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 because they don't have a hero car at the moment. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very interesting and you, and you don't see too many people trying to redesign the new Commodore. They're just patching them back up together yeah. and away they go. I think Nick Pocat's got a new car this year, but in a couple of years' time, I don't know. What is it going to be? You're closer to it than I am. What is it going yeah. to be? Camaros? Same. Don't know. Don't know. We don't know, you know, and then and then on the contrary, I've heard that they're not going to bring the Camaro in. So you know, there it's, you go. it's just it's speculation at the moment, and which is good. It keeps us all thinking and guessing. Yeah. But um, you know, I'm sure they will have a plan. You know, maybe we should get Roland on the show and ask him later. <laughs> yeah, well, you reckon you get a straight answer? No. <laughs> I'll tell you what. But you're right. They'll have to have a plan, but who knows what it is? None of us yeah. know what it is. Yeah. But but to answer your question, Nimsy, yeah, sad, sad. Commodore's gone. Something that uh, that. Is also interesting because there's a lot of changes on the grid in 2020. We got no single car teams on the grid anymore. Um, not only that too. Um, you were right, actually, too, Steve. It seems that James Courtney's taken 22 over to uh, Team Sydney. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, we still got to wait to see. And at the time of recording, obviously, we don't know who's going to be teammates at Team Sydney. We've got Matt Who Stone. Do we reckon? Who do we reckon? I reckon? Sorry to interrupt you, Nimsy. I reckon, reckon Chris Pither has been discussions about Chris. Mm. Just well, saying that hmm. it's not the first time James has taken a number with him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> have a sook. <laughs> there is going to be a lot of different stuff. Now, we do talk about uh, Brad Jones Racing expands to another car, and I'm pretty sure Mark Winterbottom would not like to see Jack Smith on the grid in a full-time capacity, considering the last bingle that they both had. But all of yeah. this stuff does impact what happens, especially when you've got, you know, it's it's a... It's a whole bunch of moving parts that can affect where you place on the grid, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, the good thing about Mark and having uh, Jack on the grid full-time is that instead of, uh, obviously, the drama with, with the wild card last year, that Mark's got all year to get, back, get him back. <laughs> Multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> he can send him until he cries. Uh, look, I think at the end of the day, Mark will be further up the grid than what Jack will be. Um, but yeah, look, the expansions, I think, to two-car teams and four-car teams is a good thing. Shows that the category is, you know, bringing some kind of money in and it's a little bit healthy at the moment but that we, everyone's doing that. But we can also talk to Rick Kelly later, which we are later in the show, yeah. and talk how they've decreased their number of their cars down to two. Yeah. Um, which, um, you know, we'll get his take on that and see what he thinks because that's probably going to be a big, a big, I would have thought it would be a big re- relief a little bit that yeah. they don't have as much hardware that they yeah. need to service all year round to get ready for for the two. It's like, like when two, two kids move start. out of your house. Yeah. When they're old enough to get out of your house. Like, yeah. Beauty. <laughs> you don't have to stress anymore. The shopping's just, the shopping bill's <laughs> just gone down by two thirds. Um, uh, some good liveries, boys. Let's be honest. And, and no change. We don't think, and I know you're looking at me funny, but we don't think there's going to be a change at DJRTP. Um, subtle changes to the Red Bull car. But I've got to say, Scotty Pye's DeWalt car. Sick. Sick. Looks amazing. Another thing, one last one before we sort of wrap up uh, the headlines. I thought this was a, a fairly shocking bit of news, but um, Tim Slade joining the ranks of DJR Team Penske mm. as the co-driver to Scotty Mack. Now, we'll touch on this a little bit later on, but he spent a bit of time in that Shell V-Power Mustang at the uh, the launch of the XD. And what do you think of this decision, Steve? Because 
Alex Primer and Scotty Mack obviously have had quite a history together, even back at GRM as well. They're defending Bathurst champions. To get a new co-driver, that, it's, it's, a, it's a strange one, but uh, it makes a lot yeah. of sense too, doesn't it? It does. I mean, you look at uh, Alex done a fantastic job for the team in the last few years. And, uh, you, you know, when you're not driving full-time or driving something all the time, um, it doesn't even need to be a supercar, just anything. Um, it, it does every year. It gets harder and harder and harder to get back in that groove. Um, and it showed. You know, it showed last year Alex made a couple of little mistakes, but nothing major. But, you know, they had they all had a talk, and it was it was a talk. It wasn't like, okay, you're out, mate. It was a, it was a talk. Um, Alex wanted to talk about the future and, you know, what he wanted to do. And, and you know, they made the decision that, um, you know, Alex was – Basically, you know, he'd, he'd done what he could do and he'd won Bathurst as well. And yep. I think that he felt like he couldn't keep continuing to compete at that level without regularly racing. And he's not while he's in the States because he's got his own business over there to run. Right. Um, so then, obviously, the, the opportunity to get Tim Slade was, get. was a Very great get. get yeah. you right. know, yeah. uh, fast driver, you know, not that much smaller than Scotty Mack. So fits in the car perfectly. Yeah. And, you know, obviously just coming off a full-time, like, multiple, multiple years that he's done, yep. um, I, think, I think it's perfect. And, and for Slade, he probably could have got a, a drive um, in the supercars as a full-time driver, still at another team. But the lure of going to the championship team with the champion driver to win the biggest race of the year, and that's, that's what it's all about. He wants the best chance to win the biggest race of, of you know, the career, like his career and anyone's career, is is Bathurst, and that was more of a lure than uh, than trying to get into another car that you know was potentially maybe uh, you know top five, top ten material, but not really a chance of sometimes a chance. Of, you know, they're all a chance of winning. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. on the right day, but generally you've got to have quite a few of the big shows to fall over. Yeah, 100% there. But uh, we can discuss all that in our crystal ball predictions for 2020 a little bit later on in the show. But uh, you are listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Don't go anywhere. We've got Rick Kelly coming up. And we'll also chat to Michael Caruso. It's our Bendix Breaks big moment because he's back for a full-time drive in TCR Australia and back with Gary Rogers. But don't go anywhere. Rick Kelly up next. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Yeah, welcome back to the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we are building Australia. Matt McKellen and Stephen Johnson back for another big year of V8 Supercars. Right now, though, it's time for our feature interview for IMAR Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13IMAR. Along with Rick Kelly for 2003, Greg Murphy and the Kmart team are the champions at Bathurst. Murphy and Kelly make it two in a row. Oh, beauty, mate. Well cut. Great drive. Extraordinary performance from those guys. Rick Kelly is the champion for 2006. Twice a Bathurst champion. He's been a V8 Supercar champion of yesteryear. Arguably the most famous Rick that we'll have on the driver's seat. Uh, tell you what, 
<laughs> Get that chuckle. Why be Rick Astley, mate? It won't be Rick Astley doing the white man shuffle in the long trench coat. I can give you the strong tip. We'll be hearing a lot more highlights in 2020 because, as we said, as we found out last year, that the Kelly gang would be making the move to Mustangs. We've seen both liveries on both Andre Heimgartner's Ned Whiskey Mustang, and we just saw last Monday, actually, the um, Castrol Mustang, which looks absolutely tremendous. But Please welcome back to the driver's seat for the first time to kick us off in 2020, Rick Kelly. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Welcome Mate, back, You Rick. must be shagged. <laughs> you must be absolutely shagged because the build of the off-season of the Mustangs, then the 12-hour with Aston Martin, and we got the, the, the test day and... Adelaide coming up, almost called it Clipsal, first goal of the year. Bang. Almost did that. Cha-ching. <laughs> Cha-ching. Uh, mate, you, A, you must be very proud, but you must be knackered because you guys have worked damn hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit tired now, but largely the build process has been kept away from me because obviously I don't have much input into the design work itself and, and the production side of the business has very much you know, Todd. So um, he's worked, you know, basically every day since um, Newcastle on on the project. Is point there where there's caravan at work on the machine shop of a night as well. So he's right. definitely more tired than than myself. The the twelve hour program you briefly touched on for me took a fair bit of my my time and energy. And then since I've returned back from that, obviously my side of the of the business really really starts to kick in. Into, into the full swing of things. So obviously a little bit of stuff on the commercial side and then just helping in the team now with branding and stuff like that and, and the driver side of things, preparing for that. And then all the, you know, the company do the, all the photography and videography and all the stuff that, yeah. you know, takes up a fair bit of time. So yeah, for sure, that's that's been um, a big a big part of it. That, you know, and you, and you look at the news on the mobile phone and on your feeds and there's, Teams out there doing ride days and test days and everything else, and we've got our car sprayed all across the floor in our workshop. So <laughs> it's um, you know it's it's a different sort of preparation for us. But we knew that it's a it's a massive undertaking to swap from one manufacturer to another. And some teams have done it in the past, but I don't think anyone has done it to this extent where we've designed and built an engine in house again in that in that time frame. All the other teams that have yeah. made manufacturer changes have. Um, outsource that. I know exactly where you're coming from, mate, having a car sprawled out all over the floor. But mine was an XD Falcon. But, um, I mean, give, yeah. give us a bit of an insight for the 12-hour. The I briefly saw you down there, and, um, you know, it was a wild weekend, wasn't it? We saw some um, big shots, massive crashes, oh. some massive damage. One of them was your teammate, and, yeah. um, and, and saw some pretty cool racing as well. Yeah, I really loved it. It's a project I've actually been working on for six months with the team and obviously Castrol and BP to put it together. Um, and that started with, you know, the negotiating or pitching to the sponsors and negotiating that with the team to get it all to come together. And then the test in Portugal to announce it, which went really well. Um, that was a fun experience turning up to a track in the middle of absolutely nowhere with a, a million dollar car sitting in the garage with my name on it. It was really cool actually. And then, um, that was probably the most fun of the, I've had in the entire project. Then you get to Bathurst and deal with the balance of performance you know, um, issues that go on in the category and the, and just the weekend itself was probably one of the busiest weekends I've I've had. And um, I thought the 12 hours was a little more relaxed. It certainly isn't anymore with, with everything going on. But, yeah, it was a great experience. I recall the crash very well of, the, of our sister car. Um, I was standing in the middle of the engineering station when it happened. And, um, you know, it's like you've been to Bethesda so many times. You look at a crash 
of that scale and I the way I saw the crash on the screen I'm like that's not good there's a, you know there's a very good chance the driver in that car is not okay um you know and you're standing there looking at the crew and the people around who are very close to you know Marvin and the guys and I got a great guy that I'd spent a little bit of time with now as well and you just like you, you know you you're just standing there waiting to take a breath until the you know the safety guy belted on the window and, and gave the thumbs up and it was obviously a big relief to everyone in the team once once we knew he was okay Mate, take us back um, to the end of last year. Nissan's finished. You're into the Mustang thing now. Some big decisions in the off-season, not going to do a Dunlop program. Um, you've yeah. gone from four cars down to two cars. Apart from the build, and that's yeah. obviously a, a really big deal, but is there a, still a sense of, I don't know, relaxation that, oh, we've only got two cars to worry about this, this year. They're well-funded or they're funded. Um, once we get to Adelaide or once we get to the test day at the Bend, we're hopefully going to be good to go just to develop now. Is there a still is there a bit of a sense of, of relief that it's not four cars and Dunlop series and all that kind of thing? Um, actually, right at the moment, there's not because I, I just don't think it even would have been possible with four. With two, it's it's been such a massive undertaking, and the way the Ford Mustang is built, it's you know it doesn't just piece together like a Meccano set. Everything has to be trimmed to size and you know the way the doors themselves are built and bonded together out of you know different pieces of carbon is very different to what we're used to so there's a learning process in that there's like three days to build a set of doors whereas with yeah. this you get a door and you cut you cut it up a bit because it's steel and you bolt it on it's a 15 minute process so um, there's a massive learning curve for the team there and that you know that's taken up a lot of time like the shakedowns being pushed back just a smidgen to allow us to finish these cars and at this point we still haven't turned a wheel or started an engine inside the car so it, you know it's um it, we got our backsides hanging out just to get to the track to have them ha- have them ready to go so there's not so much relief at the moment but certainly when we hit the track i think and, and settle back down get a few hours more sleep under the belt of the the crew then then that that will definitely come because when you're at the track you're not trying to manage four drivers four engineers two b doubles and it's a lot mm. of the time more than more than 50% more of the headache, you know, because you, you you just still have a similar amount of people, but you've got four lots of naming rights and, and 48 different business partners to look after and just all that stuff. So now we can just focus on two cars, doing a good job of that, and someone once once we get over this significant hump, it's more of a, I guess, a mountain than a hump to just get the cars to the track. You haven't actually turned a wheel on the on your new Castrol Mustang yet. I mean, literally, the, the BP Ultimate Super Test is next Tuesday, so are you a yeah. bit nervy that that's going to be the first time you jump in the car? Well, we said we're going to run Mustangs. We didn't say when. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to be 2021. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not really getting nervous. I mean, Todd's done a lot of work on the engine. It's been um, on the dyno, and he's um, been up in Brisbane with it as well recently to get it all okay and stuff. They've done an incredible job of that. Um, they're very happy with the first first shot at it that they've had. And then um, beyond that, you know, the guys know what they're doing. We've, although we've built uh, basically two brand new cars from the ground up, we've done it all before. It's just the fitment of different panels and a few different things. So, um, you know, in the next two days, we'll, we'll run the car, um, run the cars at Winton, and that will be a a bit of a systems check, basically, making sure the new wiring works, making sure there's no issues with anything, and then 
we go to Taylor and Ben to really delve into, um, you know, feeling what the car's like compared to our old one. Do we have to change or adapt their driving style a little bit? What's the fuel economy like? What's the mapping like? How's the drivability of the engine? Yeah, yeah, that test day will be a big one for us. And so um, I'm not concerned, you know, but but I I do think that there will be some work to do at the front end of the year to... To catch up, because whilst we're we're flat out making Mustangs, that's a huge step forward for us. But the people that have had Mustangs and have had the Commodores spent their entire off season improving their package, and so we haven't we've improved our package as far as we've swapped from one manufacturer to the other. But as far as refining it and improving the things that they've been working on, we haven't done that yet. Touching on the Mustang, obviously that's that's big news, and that was big news at the end of the last year with you guys changing with the success of. DJR Team Penske and, and obviously Tickford last year who were very, very strong as well. Absolutely. Does that give you um, a really good positive, I guess, look towards 2020? And and also, you know, have you had a lot of input into what's actually happened at the aero tests and, and all that sort of thing? Uh, no, not, no, not much input into the aero test. Um, obviously, you've got a very strong homologation team with you know, Penske together with Ford Performance. Um, you, you got a lot of confidence from what they did last year, but um, you just don't know what it's going to be like until you hit the track. I mean, this time last year, f- from our understanding, we were looking very good. We got told that the results from the aero test are the closest they've ever been, and it's all rosy. And then you hit the track and work out that you know that there's actually a fairly that's significant. That's crap. <laughs> <laughs> you got fed a line. That yeah. was crap. You got belted by the yeah. Mustangs last year. Yeah, but... you know, and so. That was a that was a bummer for us. So you you know, you just got to experience it for yourself as to how you fare compared to them, and that's what we're going to have to do, you know, in the first few rounds from this year. Because you know, last year was really disappointing, given given what we were hoping for, and also what we had in 2018. I mean, we we had the race win at Winton, had a handful of podiums for myself, a pole position at Darwin. And we were, we you know, that's not as much. Um, trophy, silverware is what you'd like, but it was a, a yeah. step forward for us. We we pushed forward into the top ten. We had like ten races where we qualified in the top five in a row, and it was coming alive. And then you know we had that that change area-wise, and this should hopefully be a bit of a reset back to you know hopefully similar to where we left off at 2018, and then we can then we can sort of forge forward from there. Hopefully, what does a successful year for Kelly Racing look like? Is it is it dust collectors back at the factory trophies? Is it is it reliability? Is it competitiveness combination? What is it? What does a good year for Kelly Racing look like this year? Right at the start of the at the start of the season, give us your prediction as to where you're going to end up. Well, I won't predict, um, you know, because I just there's too many unknowns. But in my mind, what would be successful is for us to have prepared a car that will give us an opportunity to be at the front if we do a good job. So, you know, largely last year. If we did a great job, you might be grabbing eights to tenths or eights to twelfths. Yeah. That's not what you go to the racetrack for. So, um, we'd, I'd love to have worked hard with the team over the off season to provide ourselves with that opportunity where we know if we go there and do a good job of driving, we nail the strategy, the setup's good, and the team performs well, that we can be bringing home a trophy, and, and that's where it's at. And then that helps us understand, you know, where we're at as a team and where I'm at as a driver, and, and it helps us refine that and move forward. And that's going to really bring a lot of life back into our team because when you've been in a situation where you know that you can't, uh, you know, you know that it's unlikely you'll win a race, even if you do a great job, it's really hard from a driver's point of view, engineer, team, and whoever 
to keep the motivation going and, and keep that hunger and that drive when you know that, that you haven't got the same opportunity. So you got to, we, we just got to put ourselves in the position where we have that opportunity and then we can get the hunger back and get the result. Well, Rico, with you and Andre piloting these new Mustangs, I don't think it'll be very long before we see you guys at the pointy end. Rick Kelly is our feature interview. Thanks to IMAR Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13IMAR or visit imar.com.au. Rick, thanks for joining us to kick off the new year and best of luck at the Adelaide 500. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. See you guys there. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. Yeah, you're listening to the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. It's time to look at this week's Bendix Break Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. If you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. But it was the news that broke the internet at the start of the week. The signing of this man and his return to Gary Rogers Motorsports. This Sunday here at Hidden Valley goes to the young gun. Spectacular finish to the 2009 Super Chief Auto Bathurst 1000 in third place for Gary Rogers Motorsport, Lee Holdsworth and Michael Caruso. This has been a very, very impressive run for Michael Caruso. He's still got 1.8 seconds in hand and this is going to be a very sweet victory. Can you believe it? Well done, Michael Caruso. Beautiful drive, Michael Caruso. Yes, Robbo is back. Michael Russo will join the TCR Australia ranks after signing a two-year deal with Gary Rogers Motorsport. And we couldn't be happier to see him back with a full-time drive. But please welcome back to the driver's seat, Michael Caruso. <laughs> Boys, after that <laughs> intro, dead set. I've been just doing push-ups and sit-ups after that. I'm jacked. I am absolutely jacked up after that. Well, let me tell you, mate, out of the three of us, you're the only one doing push-ups. Stephen <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I have not done a push-up in a very, very long time. Hey, mate, welcome to 2020. Uh, back into a series, mate. Back into a drive. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. It's um, It's been Long time, well, long time coming. We've been working on it uh, for quite a while with Gary. Um, he, you know, he was very keen on having me part of the uh, the program for this year, and uh, particularly lining up in an alpha was something that he, um, you know, he really wanted to make happen. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, you know, to join up with Valvoline and Robson, you know, some of the partners that we uh, put together to start this program and um, you know have it go for the next couple of years is really exciting to be a part of. Mate, have you uh, have you driven the car yet? I mean, I know it's obviously just sort of announced not long ago and all that sort of thing. So, um, you know, you know, have you got many sort of ideas on how the year's going to go and and all that sort of thing? Because it's it's a little bit different leading into the year for TCR than than your you know you, I know you didn't do a full year last year with supercars, but you were so accustomed to knowing who you were driving with and drive, doing a lot of driving against the same sort of guys in supercars. This is going to be a lot different, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's going to be a great little challenge. I mean, I'm pretty excited about it. Like you said, the cars are vastly different from a supercar. <laughs> um, they, uh, they obviously front-wheel drive, um, you know, turbo, a little, a little bit less power, maybe about a quarter of the power that the supercar has. So um, lots, of, lots of differences. Um, one thing I first noticed and i'm probably going to have dramas all year long is that i have to get in the car on the opposite side so sitting on the left hand side (laughs) 
is uh, it's going to be fun getting used to the mechanics laughing at me trying to get in through the passenger door. But, you know, all these little differences, um, you know, obviously it's a, it's a paddle shift as well. So I won't be able to, what people love to say, I smashed that uh, gear lever. So I won't be able to do oh, that anymore. you're a bandit for that. I'm gonna, that's going to be uh, funny people... to watch because you are a, you've got the quickest wrist in supercar. The quickest. Don't look at me like that, John. Jeez. Oh, no. It's day one. Every guy. Every guy out there. You change <laughs> gears very quickly. Oh. Yeah, so look, it's going to be heaps of differences, but um, the competition levels continue to rise. The category's growing pretty quickly. Um, and. You know, the potential to have, I think, 35-plus cars at the Grand Prix um, is, is coming to reality. So that that's the type of strength in the category, only its second year in. So um, I know how excited the team are at Valvoline to, you know, and a multinational brand to, to back me and, and yeah. the team and continue in, in that series sort of shows um, with the likes of Channel 7 coming on board and what have you, that uh, there's a lot of potential to grow there. As race drivers, and I use that term loosely in this studio, <laughs> the first person you ever want to beat is your teammates. In GRM... Well, normally it's teammate. Well, teammate. But in your case, it's and, a cast of thousands because GRM, names like Jason Barguana, Geordie Cox is coming back, Aaron Cameron was announced during the week, Moffat's going to be in the Renault as well. Dylan O'Keefe. Um, mate, if you beat your teammates, you've had a bloody good day. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting concept that Gary's got um, down there. I mean, obviously there'll be six cars running uh, and two of each brand, you know, Peugeot, Renault, and Alpha respectively. So um, good lineup. It's it's going to be busy, but um, I guess it's a little bit different to a supercars model, given you know I guess commercially uh, that the teams aren't you know, effectively signing the driver per se, that the driver obviously brings their support and, and runs their car, which is, you know, no different from my program. But um, being back at GRM, you know, obviously the connection there with Gary and myself to work together is, um, you know, the desire there and pretty pretty excited to um, to go out there and uh, do a really good job. Obviously got a little bit more on the cards now with the TCR deal. What does it mean for the likes of the co-drive Cameron Waters at, at Tickford? You know, is that... Is that going to continue? Um, and also your your media commitments and stuff. You still going to you still going to be a pretty busy boy this year. Uh, I'm going to be bloody flat out this year. <laughs> I'm just looking at plant, trying to plan out where I'm going to be and um, how I'm going to do it all. But so uh, RPM yeah, on ten again. Be, uh, that's that's probably going to happen again this year. So their um, their timings happen after. After Clipsal, or uh, sorry, after Adelaide hey, Park. Yes. First driver to do there it, Clipsal. <laughs> <Yeah, we'll be. laughs> For 2020. Yeah, but Adelaide. yeah, back to, back to it. Um, yeah, it's going to be pretty busy. Obviously, I'm, I'll continue on with Cam uh, co-driving, uh, but that's yep. not till later in the year. It's, Good. you know, the ride days and stuff like that. And I'll do things throughout the year with them where I'm actually going to Tail and Ben to cut some laps at the very first test day uh, yep. next week. But um, yeah, so I'd still be, it, I mean, the good thing is, I'm back driving full time, you know, and that, and that's what I really uh, want to do because I believe I've still got a lot that I can achieve in motor racing. So, um, back driving full time, and um, and and obviously I'll still do the media stuff because uh, I actually love doing it. You know, it, it, I think media is one of those special things that 
probably like driving. I mean, people like driving, but if you're not good at it and you're running around the back of the field, then there's no point doing it where media's probably no different. If you don't enjoy doing it, um, the, the last place you want to be is in front of a camera, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, so back driving full-time, does that mean back in the gym, speaking of things that we don't like, uh, back in the gym, getting fit, all that kind of stuff? Mate, I never stop. I don't know if you've noticed. You clearly haven't oh, had your own shirt off. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... no, <laughs> I just no, thought it was photoshopped. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> you know, it's much easier buying an apron with a six-pack on it rather than actually getting fit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, look, dead set. Last year, I, I actually wanted – I know it sounds weird, but um, because I guess the way it all ended for me in – you know, at the end of my supercars full-time career, I, I guess I never felt like it. Um, I still had a lot more to give. So I, I just tried to keep that mental side um, by keep training. And, you know, I'd been working, obviously, at this in the background. And with it all coming to fruition, it's a bit easier to, um, you know, to continue doing the fitness side when you mm-hmm. haven't stopped for 12 months. So, um, yeah. But having said that, you still, that had, you still had co-drive duties with Cam. So, you know, you couldn't slacken off at all because there's some of the excuse? hardest races. That, well, I didn't have a co-drive. What was your excuse? I only co-drive in a Hyundai at the end driving. of the year. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, Stevie, you know how hard it is. You, I mean, it's probably harder more than not when you race fit. And it's, yeah. I guess the easiest way to, to, to explain to the listeners is no different to footy players. You know, at the beginning of the year, the hardest thing is getting, getting everybody back, you know, game fit and having that um, fitness throughout the year is easy to carry on because you've done it. But when you haven't had races under your belt and you just drop in, it doesn't matter if you can, you know, do the Hawaiian bloody triathlon or what it is. <laughs> when you roll that first race in, I can tell you now that the race to watch this year or in the next few weeks is going to be the very first race on Saturday because you get out of the car um, after 250Ks and it feels like, a thousand k's and you did it all on your own and yeah. you don't know how you're going to get in the car the next day and i didn't care who which driver says that they're not they all get out of the car and everybody's pretty much smashed so yeah um and that just comes down to race fitness that's literally what it comes down to just laps you just got to do laps you got to be in the car like yeah. and you're right you can you can run you can run marathons in record times but you get in a race car and do it for you know two and a half hours yeah. and and you're knackered Mate, so, if it's one guy that's never passed out mid mid race at um, at Adelaide, it's Stevie J. Stevie J. I've seen heaps of them. Yeah, yeah well, that, there people is. passed out from heat and Stevie Owen. He went to sleep. Radisich went to sleep. Yeah, I think Slady. Slady had a big start there as well. Before we let you go, mate, uh, talking about teammates. Finally, we can see you and Moff back together. Any chance that maybe for a retro round we can get bring back the Norton Hornets? <laughs> the Hornets. How <laughs> <laughs> is that? Someone actually sent me, like a fan sent me a, a inbox message saying, I just bought your um, race suit from when you are in the Hornets. Any chance I can get you to sign it? So mate, the Hornets, uh, that was unreal. What a name for a team. I'll, I'll actually let you know on this one because that was, the Kellys had a big old garage sale over the summer, which I went to and picked up a fair bit of merch, I should point out, at discount prices. <laughs> <laughs> You're a tragic control. <laughs> but fair dinkum, there are a bunch of race suits that were hung up there going for a fair quid. And the minute those gates opened, everyone ran straight to the Caruso Norton Hornets one. They all must have been about 6'2", all the people trying to get them, because <laughs> they wouldn't have fit it. <laughs> they were buying oh. them for their kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Robbo, seeing you return to GRM on a full-time basis, mate, it was no doubt our Bendix Breaks big moment for the week. Cannot wait to see what you can do in that Alfa Romeo as well. Good luck for the season. 
It's it's been good. I appreciate the uh, thanks for having me on. Very first show of the year too. I feel honoured. So, uh, mate, well, only hopefully the big names we've, get called. Uh, only the yeah, big names the get big called names on the get first called show. Up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, hopefully we um we can chat at the track soon. Can't wait. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. Michael Caruso, we've ridden your coattails enough for one show. We'll chat to you soon, brother. <laughs> thanks, boys. Great to be on. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. And welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota, building Australia. A big thank you to the boys at Kubota. Um, They're supporting us for year number four. And uh, we'll see if we can slide open the doors to the Classic Cars Corner before the Adelaide 500 next week. But um, right now, though, it is time for our Race Rewind. This is the driver's seat Race Rewind. Yeah, we do it thanks to Shannon's Insurance for Motoring Enthusiasts wine short with anyone else and some very big news at the start of the week steve it's, uh, it's finally brought to life the official team johnson xd falcon back it's very exciting very exciting it's been obviously a long time in the build and still we're still trying to finish little things now before adelaide um but it was just so cool to actually see it here at run get it on the track yeah. um we we would have loved to have given it just a a few laps somewhere just as a, a systems check before we went for the for the launch day on on monday mm. and uh we just literally couldn't do it like there was we were working night and day for three weeks trying to get it done and if everything went to plan we would have made it easily um, but it didn't go to plan and we had to hurdle <laughs> jump a lot of hurdles and fix a lot of issues and um, to get it ready for that monday and to get out there and just just see the support the amount of people there would have been three to four thousand people there over the day it was just ridiculous i think there's and... still people there uh packing up their stuff <laughs> and going home because it was crazy it, it looked absolutely immense there but uh obviously we, there's been a couple of questions that we've actually had uh coming through on the driver's seat app and on the facebook page but uh the main ones are two questions and i want to ask you this hopefully you can mm-hmm. uh reveal these answers uh first off what's happening with mustang sally so mustang sally at the moment is not racing so there's been a couple of people, um, I guess, would have liked would like to drive it. Um, you know, a lot of people obviously pay to come and drive certain cars, and and obviously the Mustang's a very very good car. So the Mustang was up there on the Monday, did a few laps in in Sally, mm-hmm. uh, and Tony, the owner of the car, um, he's very protective of the Mustang. He's never driven it, so we took it up there for him, and he had a drive of it for the first time in three years. <laughs> so that was really really cool. Him and his son. Um, they both had a drive, but uh, he, he was sort of looking at selling it. And then as soon as he drove it and he got over, he says, I'm not selling this bastard. <laughs> so so this thing's grouse. So, yeah, so he's, he's not going to sell it. But understandably for him and also for myself, got a massive spot, soft spot for Sally that we are very selective of who would drive it. It's done so many championships, uh, won so many championships, done so many seasons now. It's mm. not a car that you'd like to see out crashing into everything, hitting fences and, and just destroying it because it's got massive history. So, yeah, it's very selective. And Tony, you know, won't just put anybody in it. One last question about uh, the XD. The other big yep. one that everyone's been asking is, are you going to run it in the True Blue livery? Unfortunately, True Blue doesn't <laughs> pay my bills. So. Do they still exist? 
No, I don't think I, it is. I don't, I don't think it does. I actually no, don't think no, it, no, it, it does. <laughs> if for whatever reason you can't make it to one of the many rounds of the 2020 Gulf Western All Touring Car Masters season, you can check it out on the Facebook page for Team Johnson. No doubt that will be a big event there. But uh, that was our race rewind. We do it thanks to Shannon's Insurance. Insurance for motoring enthusiasts. You can get a quote for a chance to win a trip to Le Mans plus an Indian FTR 1200 as well. Now is normally where we do the Penrite Power Rankings. We do it thanks to Penrite All, Australian owned since 1926. But obviously we can't give any points if there hasn't been any rounds. So it's almost a driver's seat tradition. We're going to dust off this. <laughs> Go to the top drawer, grab the crystal balls out, and give them a rub. Get the dust off them. This is the point of the show where we go through and delve into our crystal ball and have a look-see who we think is going to be the champions for uh, 2020. Now, we'll start off with you, Matty. Well, who do you think is going to take out the crown of Supercast champion for 2020? Yes, I reckon it's it's a popular yeah good pick I reckon oh, it's a it's a popular thing to just go Scotty McLaughlin, but I think with the until we see the until we see what the the aero tweaks are like I think SVG's got it this year I think um, we're seeing Jamie on the back end of his career now there's talk of him retiring at the end of next year at the end of this year um, I think SG SVG's hungry. Well, I actually I agree with you, Matty. I think that's a very good bet, but I still think Scotty Mack's going to come out firing. You know, mm-hmm. it's not been obviously talked about and he hasn't said anything, but, you know, you get the feeling that this is going to be his last year with all the IndyCar stuff he's doing mm-hmm. and yep. and that sort of thing. So, you know, he he won't want to leave here as as a second, third, fourth, fifth place not champion. Yeah. You know, so uh, he'll be hungry. I think the pressure's off him now. You know, he's won Bathurst and he's won two championships. Yep. He can just go for broke like yep. SVG does. And I th- I can't wait to watch the battle. I think it's going to be a battle all year. What about good. what about uh, the the feeder category? We'll go one rung down to Super Two. A fairly sparse looking grid's going to line up at the Super yeah. Adelaide Five Hundred, but. Uh, you know, you still some, got some pretty big names there. Tommy Randall, as we mentioned. Will Brown, who dominated in TCR Australia and is, I don't know, with the ins and outs of the his deal with Erebus, but has got a full-time drive on, on the plate at, in 2021. So what do you think is going to happen in the second ranks? I reckon Tommy Randall. He's driving um, the championship-winning car from last year. That's got good form. It's got good aero. Tommy was on good form. He's got this. He's got this thing that he's trying to beat at the moment. But as long as his energy stays up and his fitness stays up, mm. I reckon Tommy's going to yeah take it. Yeah. And I hope he does. I really hope he does. No, I agree. I think that uh, Tommy's going to be good, but I can't pick him because you stole him first. So uh, <laughs> you can pick him. We can be unanimous. Yeah, we can. But I'm going to pick one, William Brown. I'll pick him. I think you know he's that image racing really come good towards the end of last year with yeah, Jordan, Jordan Boys, Boys yep. and with the alliance with Therabus, and they're going to put yep. everything they can into getting their 2021 boy yep. uh, up the front and uh, doing what he can. So I'm going to give uh, Will I M Brown uh, the number one, the numero uno for right. the Super Two Championship. Yep. Oh, right up. Well, now we've got a. Obviously, we talked to Robbo just before. Um, the grid for TCR Australia is getting bigger and bigger by the day. Who do we think is going to take out their second? Uh, well, the second championship of the uh, the category. I'll preface what I'm going to say, but I'll say it with a question. Is Will Brown doing TCR again in the Hyundai? Don't know. Is Not he allowed sure. to? Don't know. Um, he'd have to be. If he is, he'd have to be odds on. But my boy, Jordan Cox. Jordy will be in it. Still in the whole championship. <laughs> well, 
Well, he was <laughs> Jordy Cox. He was on the text earlier with while well, we had yeah, Caruso on the line. Caruso. So cracker. I'm actually going to go Caruso. Come on, <laughs> come on, Caruso. Right you can do it. And um, last but not least, who do we think is going to take the Formula One crown for 2020? Oh, go on, mate. Go the obvious. How do you not go the obvious? Mate, you know. Okay, okay, I'm going to say something here. If you go Raikkonen. No, 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 I'm going to say something here. (laughs) Yes. We've got to rule out Hamilton. So no Hamilton. Okay. I'm going Leclerc. Yeah, me too. No, you're not. You've got to go somewhere well, no, else. No, I have to because Mrs. <laughs> Mack I had it written, No, I had it written down. Bad All luck, right. mate. Yeah. Uh, oh, gonna God, go I can't go Leclerc. I'm not going to go Kibitza. <laughs> I will say... Valtteri. It's going to be a Mercedes, mate. It's going to be. Yeah. It's just going to be. Yeah. It's going to have to be. All right. We'll pile that into and dust away the crystal ball for another year. We'll revisit that at the end of the season. But uh, that wraps up another big edition of the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. We will see you before the Adelaide 500. And remember, if you want to catch up on all four seasons of the driver's seat, make sure you download the driver's seat app. Rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the app store. Thanks to our mates at Kubota. Building Australia. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.